This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. This is Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And uh, today we have a very special guest. I mean, he's an old friend of the Rich Dad Company. Uh, his name is Jim Rogers. He's infamous. I mean, he's not just famous. He's infamous. He, he doesn't say much about it, but he was Soros's, George Soros's partner in the quantum fund. And those guys, they were the best of the best in world investment worlds. I don't know what happened to their partnership. He doesn't talk about it. But Jim has become a very good friend. I ran into him for the first time, I think, in 1998 in Washington, D.C. And he was with uh, Steve Forbes, James T.L. Davidson, Lord Reese Mogg, and they were there talking about the global economy. And Jim Rogers, I'm going to ask him to talk about this, but he's, he's such a wild man. He's a gentleman, but he's a wild man. He, got, he gets on a BMW motorcycle and rides all over the world, across Russia, China, down through Africa, South America. And then he did it again in a Mercedes Benz. And, and the guy has seen the world. So today we'll be talking to a friend and, you know, I, I run into him at a lot of the uh, investment conferences and all this at Freedom Fest. And he's going to be talking about what he sees of the world now because the world has changed dramatically, as we all know, since January 2020. The world is a very different place today. And so it's a really honor to have my friend, a friend of Rich Dad, Jim Rogers, talking about what he sees in the world today. Here's Jim Rogers. Rather than trying to guide you, I thought it'd be best if you just, hey, we, could I ask you for one favor though? Anything. Could, could you mind just telling the world about what it was like to write that book, Investment Biker? Because I think it applies today, if you know what I mean, to, to go around the world on a bike. And now it's kind of prophetic. Well, Robert, uh, you know, I grew up in the backwoods of Alabama place. My phone number was five. It was that far back in the backwoods. That was not a typo. My phone number was five, <laughs> one, one, five. Uh, so as far in the, and I grew up, you know, wanting to see the world. I, I knew there was something else. And I knew at an early age that motorcycles were the best way to see the world. Uh, and the best adventure. So most of my life, I wanted to go around the world on a motorcycle. A little bit crazy, I guess, but I did. And so finally, uh, I had enough money saved up. I had uh, got permission. It took a long time to get permission from the Soviet Union, permission from the Chinese. But finally, I did because I wanted to do it right. So off I went. And when I came back, uh, for whatever reason, I decided to write it all down. Yes, the adventure was... The, the ostensible reason for the book. But the real reason for the book was to tell about what's going on in the world and what was happening, because many places were and are making mistakes, as you well know. My goodness, if anybody knows, you know. Uh, and so I wanted to write it all down. Nobody had gone around the world on a motorcycle and written it all down before about about the world, that is. So, so I wanted to tell people about the world. And, you know, I decided to do it again. And to this day, as you well point out, and as you well know, the world is making a lot of mistakes now, uh, and the same sorts of problems yeah. are arising. But Robert, <clears throat> you're smart enough and old enough to know that the world's always been making mistakes and always will. Right. Anyway, I just thought it was prophetic that of all to 
I mean, how much courage that must have taken to ride a motorcycle all around the world through Africa and all this, and then your Mercedes on top of it the second time. And here we are again, and the whole world is shut down. I mean, you couldn't do it today. They'd lock you up. <laughs> so I just wanted to have your uh, unfiltered, I'm not gonna guide you. I want you to just tell the, my audience, a rich dad audience, what you see going on in the world. Well, what's happening now, of course, is at least in my view, uh, there is a huge reaction to to the virus. Uh, in my view, it's an overreaction. We've had pandemics before. Uh, you know, it just recently as 2009 in the U.S., we had H1N1 virus. Well, we didn't close McDonald's. Delta didn't stop flying. The world didn't come to an end. Uh, this has happened before. It seems to me that for whatever reason, uh, a few months ago, politicians or media or somebody started overreacting and now the whole world is closed down. Sometimes the cure is worse than the disease and that's what seems to be happening now, if you ask me. Do not think that I'm saying it's wonderful to get, to get the, the virus. Do not say I think it's wonderful to be sick or, any, or, or to die. I'm certainly not. And I'm in the age group which would be most vulnerable uh, to, to the virus. But no, I, I, I wish that we could go back and start over, keep calm, and handle this in a, in a more reasonable way. Uh, I, the world is really going to suffer. You see what Washington is doing, not just Washington, everywhere. The politicians are printing staggering amounts of money, spending staggering amounts of money. Every day in Japan, the Bank of Japan goes, the head cranks up the printing presses, prints money as fast as he can, buys ETFs, buys bonds. Now he has permission to buy stocks. Every day, he just buys as much as he can print. But it's happening. I mean, the U.S. is the largest debtor nation in the history of the world, Robert. And look what we're doing. Another few trillion. I mean, I feel sorry for everybody in the U.S. I feel sorry. My kids, young people in the U.S., Robert, I don't know how they're going to cope. In, in 1920, 1920, the U.K. was the richest, most powerful country in the world. There was no number two. And then they started doing the same thing. You know, they went nuts. And now the UK is not even in the top 20 anymore. Uh, still there, but the standard of living compared to what the UK had then and now is dramatic difference. So I feel sorry for young people in the US. I feel sorry for you and me, but I certainly feel sorry for young people. So let me ask you this question because I had this discussion with another gentleman earlier. And he says, this is like 1929 or 19, you know, the depression. And I said, well, there was one difference is back in those days, the businesses died of natural causes. And this one, everybody got killed, which just shut everybody down. And I said, so there's a little bit of a difference and I don't know how much money we have to print to save everybody now, now that we shut everybody down. So I was just wondering what your crystal ball might say, the difference between 1929 and 2020. Well, as far as how much we'd have to print, and I'll come back to your question specifically, in the Bank of Japan, they said, we will print unlimited. That's his word, 
unlimited amounts of money. I said he cranks that printing press up and runs it as fast as he can. Uh, the UK, they said, we will do whatever it takes. Uh, the, the EU, same thing. Uh, they're all printing and you know what's happening in Washington. I mean, you're there in, in Phoenix, so you know what's happening in Washington, uh, how much it will take. Unfortunately, because of what we're doing, what we, the, what you at, what everybody's doing, closing down everything, it's going to be very hard to recover because huge damage is being done. I'll give you one small story. I keep that millions. I, I live in Singapore. There's a guy here who has some Michelin restaurants. He's, he's got a few restaurants. He's a successful restaurateur. He's having to sell his wine cellar. I'm buying some of it, uh, but you know, things are that bad. And when, and if he can open again, he's going to be at least $2 million in debt. And he's never had debt in his whole life. And you know, there's no wine cellar. Uh, so, I mean, this is the sort of damage I'm just using that one small restaurateur as an example. This is the sort of damage that's being done to many company, many people, many families, around the world. You're right about the 1929 and, and now. This is a big difference. And another difference, by the way, in 1929 and now is the U.S. was not a huge debtor. We, the U.S., are now the largest debtor nation in the history of the world, and we are adding to it as fast as we can. You know, there's an election in November, Robert. They all want to get reelected. They don't care about you and me. They don't care about my kids. They care about getting reelected. Well, I'm afraid I care about more than that. So do you ever prognosticate or do a crystal ball or a model scenario? I mean, with so much money printed, and you know that old saying is that the Fed is out of bullets. You know, we're, we're at quantitative easing. No, can't go any lower in interest rates. And we're going to have to print more to stop the bleeding, to stop the hemorrhaging. What was, you have a crystal ball. I mean, do you ever do that? Do you look into the future? Well, Robert, uh, unfortunately, that's how I pay my bills. I have to try <laughs> to try to look into the to the future. I mean, uh, we all should listen to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, the Rich Dad Show, I guess it's called now. Uh, yeah, we can all do that to try to survive. But I have to do more than that, I'm afraid. What I expect to happen, you know, because the well, first of all, this gigantic collapse, and that often leads to a big rebound just because that's the way markets are. Now, everybody is printing and spending, spending and printing as fast as they can. So the markets are going up. Obviously, that's, that's what they have to do. But eventually, uh, and remember again, I want to repeat, there's an election in November in the United States. So nobody's going to be against it. Even if they have a sound mind, they're not going to be against it because they need to be reelected. This at the, is somewhere along the line, Robert, Pete, the market's going to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. We've seen this movie. We're not going to play this game anymore. And then we're going to have another leg down, a big leg down. And it's going to be horrendous because the debt is staggering and the money that's printing is staggering. Uh, one conceivable possibility, you know, there's a, there's a theory around these days, new monetary theory called modern monetary theory, right. which basically says that everything anybody sound knows doesn't matter. 
just give me a free lunch. Give me a free lunch. Give me a free dinner. Give me a free everything. So, you know, in times of real stress, strange ideas come up and get get following. Mr. Marx had some strange ideas, and a lot of people tried it for a while. Didn't work, but uh, didn't that didn't stop people from trying it for a long time. So we may have more of the same. They just may print at, like the Bank of Japan. He cannot stop printing. And I'm afraid that's going to happen to a lot of us. And the debt is going to be staggering. And I don't like saying it. I'm an American citizen, but I don't want the U.S. to go the way of Great Britain. But I'm afraid it, it's going that way. Well, you know, I, I followed you in Japan. And uh, no, no, I was ahead of you. And then you came up with a book, The Future of Japan and a Warning to Japan. And I, I was actually happy you backed me up because... I was um, Chicken Little talking to the Japanese people. I kind of appreciate you backing me up when you followed through on that whole thing. But it's pretty sad, isn't it? I mean, they're such a highly productive, educated people, but their economy is going down. Well, it's one of my favorite countries in the world. I mean, I love to go to Japan, but... Robert, you're right. I mean, what's going to happen? I know what's going to happen. Japan is now in decline. You know, the debt skyrockets every day. The population goes down. The population has been declining for 10 years. Uh, they won't have babies. They won't. They don't like foreigners, so they won't have immigrants. No, I don't like it at all, what's happening there. But it certainly is, has been a one, but 50 years. Where are we going to get sushi in 50 years? You know, what, what's going to happen? It's not going to be good, but it's not just Japan. I mean, Western countries, you see what's happening in some Western company, countries now. Even Germany, Robert, even German cities, some of them are in trouble now. Yeah, we worry about Illinois, Germany, <laughs> Germany. You know, and, and when I was a kid, there was nothing sounder than Germany or Switzerland. Now they're both going nuts. So do you have any words of wisdom or prophecy or encouragement or? Listen to Rich Dad Radio. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Those are my words of wisdom. What about you, Robert? Uh, no, no, it's, well, it's, I will tell you what I'm doing, but, but Robert, you well know that people should, at least I will say that people should not listen to other people. They should only invest in what they themselves know right. a lot about. Right. Uh, listening to somebody on the internet or the TV or the radio or the newspaper can be crazy. Living on hot tips will send you to the poor house. I will tell you, yes, I've been buying gold and silver again for a few months now. Uh, I own a lot of U.S. dollars. I just, I just gave you reasons that the U.S. is in trouble and getting worse. So you will probably say, being the smart guy you are, why do you own U.S. dollars? Uh, it's unsound, but I own it because in times of turmoil, people look for a safe haven. And the U.S. dollar is considered, for historical reasons, a safe haven. Right. And then you look around and not going to buy the euro or the pound or other things. So... I own a lot of U.S. dollars. It's going to get overpriced. It might turn into a bubble, uh, at which point I hope I'm smart enough to sell and put my money somewhere else. Agriculture, I was just looking around uh, yesterday. 
all asset classes around the world. And I guess agriculture or commodities, especially agriculture, have to be the cheapest of anything. Bonds are in a bubble. You know, stocks in most places, the U.S. stock market made all-time highs in February. So it's not cheap, even though it went down a bit for a while. Uh, I don't see anything. I mean, Robert, maybe everybody should become a farmer. We don't have time or room for that. But um, as I look at Russia, I bought something in Russia yesterday, about something in China yesterday. The, the Russian market is hated. Whenever anything is hated, I like to take a look. The Chinese market is down 60% from its all-time high. Uh, even Japan, I'm, I'm looking at Japan, it's down 50% from its all-time high. Yes, Japan's got a disaster ahead of it. Does not mean it can't go up if the Bank of Japan is buying stocks every day. I mean, the Bank of Japan has more money than I do. If they're going to buy stocks, maybe I should help them. I mean, these are some of the things I'm doing, Robert, but, but please, people should do what they know, not what other people know. Yeah, and that's why uh, when we come back, I just want to have your, um, the world has never been here before. And so since you've, the reason I started with being an investment biker, you've, you've seen the world from road level, but I'd like to have you read on what's going on in this world as best possible. We're, we're you know, Richard has a global audience. And too, too many times, as you know, Americans just see America from America, and that's it. So we come back, I'll be asking him further questions of what you see, and I agree wholeheartedly, a person's gotta do what they're gonna do. So we're right back with Jim Rogers, one of my favorite guests. Hey guys, this is the Rich Dad Radio Show producer, Rob. You may not realize it yet, but there are devastating threats working tirelessly to steal your wealth and drive your family into a never-ending nightmare. These destructive forces don't care how many assets you own or how big your family is. They only care about taking what is rightfully yours. Here at Rich Dad, we understand how important it is to protect your assets. We've experienced firsthand how vicious attacks can ruin your hard work. That's why we've teamed up with Trust & Will. Trust & Will makes estate planning easy. For only $39, Trust & Will can help you sleep better at night, ensuring your assets and family are protected 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Regardless of where you live in the United States, how can you protect yourself from bulldog attorneys and slimy bureaucrats before they latch on to what's rightfully yours? Go to trustandwill.com slash richdad to get bulletproof protection of your personal and professional assets. And by going to trustandwill.com slash richdad right now, you'll receive an additional 10% off your guardianship, trust, or will. Again, to protect you and your family from the unknown, go to trustandwill.com slash richdad right now. Hey, Rich Dad listeners. No sound financial plan is complete without life insurance. And we know shopping for life insurance can raise a lot of questions. How much coverage do you need? Which insurance company is best for you? How much should it even cost? And at a time when it's more important than ever to have life insurance, the pandemic is making it a little more complicated to shop for it. That's where Policy Genius can help you. As a life insurance marketplace backed by a team of experts, Policy Genius is keeping track of all the changes in the market so you don't have to. They'll find you the right amount of coverage at the best possible price without a headache. Policy Genius pulls quotes from all the top life insurance companies. You can compare rates and find the best price for you. 
This doesn't, this doesn't just save you a lot of legwork. You could save 1500 or more a year. You could save 1500 or more a year by using policy genius. Policy Genius pulls quotes from all the top life insurance companies so you can compare rates and find the best price for you. This doesn't just have, this just doesn't save a lot of legwork. You could save $1,500 or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and the red tape for free. So if you hit any speed bumps during your application process, they'll be there to take care of everything. So if you need life insurance, but you're not sure where to start, head to Poly... So if you need life insurance, but you're not sure where to start, head to PolicyGenius.com. PolicyGenius will find you the best rate and handle the process completely. They'll get you and your family protected, and hopefully you have one less thing to worry about. Try PolicyGenius today. Hi, this is Kim. Robert just left the studio, so I want to make a little confession. I went to one of those sites, you know, the ones where you tell them all about you and they match you up to your perfect dream. And no, 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 I don't mean a dating site. It's not a dating site. It's a dream site, sort of. Let me explain. You see, sleep is very important. It's actually one of the most important pieces to losing weight, being fit, and longevity. But it's also important because it's when your mind resets and dreams. And dreams are such an important part of all areas of life. Dreams are where you get to communicate openly with your subconscious. And now I dream and I found the solution. I found the dream site, it's called Helix Sleep. And Helix really does care about you. Helix doesn't make just the world's greatest beds, they make them to fit you like a custom made personalized glove. They determine how you sleep. For me, I sleep on my back. They ask about your body type to determine the perfect mattress. They ask all about your sleep preferences and then voila, the perfect mattress is introduced to you. The mattress that took into account all your needs, desires, quirks and style and formulated the perfect design just for you. All you have to do is take the Helix quiz. It only takes about two minutes, but it could change your life. So if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz, you order the mattress that you're matched to, you can add on sheets and pillows or whatever else you need for your bed, and then the mattress comes right to your door rolled up in a box. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. Just go to helixsleep.com slash richdad, take the two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Oh, and don't forget... Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash richdad. And to make it even better, Helix gives you a 10-year warranty. So this purchase won't keep you up worrying, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but I bet you will. Go to helixsleep.com slash richdad. And to make it even better, Helix gives you a 10-year warranty. So this purchase won't keep you up worrying. And you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. But I bet you will. Go to helixsleep.com slash richdad. At Qualcomm, we believe in staying connected. And you can see us wherever 5G is helping transform telemedicine, supporting remote education, and powering mobile PCs. The Invention Age is here. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash inventionage. 
Do you have an old clunker sitting in your driveway worthy of poor dad? Is it taking up space while adding to your insurance bill? Well, we might have just the solution for you. This is Rich Dad Radio Show producer Rob, and I want to tell you about a new offer from the Rich Dad Company and Cars for Kids. Cars for Kids will pick up your donation at no expense to you and at your convenience, usually within 24 hours and sometimes the same day. Did I mention you get a tax deduction based on the sale price of the car? That's pretty cool. So, for a professional, contact-free pickup, just leave your signed title with your keys in the car to avoid unnecessary contact. The Cars for Kids driver will pick up your car while maintaining a safe social distance. With Cars for Kids, you get professional service, a convenient pickup, a maximum tax deduction, a vacation voucher, and a good deed. Donate today at carsforkids.org slash richdad. That's cars with a K. K-A-R-S, the number four, K-I-D-S dot org slash richdad. They'll give you the donation experience you deserve. Carsforkids.org slash richdad. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android and YouTube. And please leave a comment. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. All we sell is education. And one of the best ways to learn is via repetition. So listen to this program again with friends, family, and business associates because we're such a special guest. He's a world international investor, Jim Rogers. He's infamous. I mean, he's beyond famous. He's infamous. And um, when he speaks, everybody listens because his view of the world is different from everybody else. So, you know, Jim, the, uh, the thing I was talking about with, a lot, with another friend of mine was that it's not about predicting, it's about being prepared. So, you know, looking at the world from where you see it today in the world economy, do you have any suggestions on how a person prepares for this brave new world we've just entered? Robert, what you just said is extremely important, and I hope everybody remembers <laughs> that what they need to do is become knowledgeable about what's going on. You can listen to Rich Dad radio show. You can do whatever it takes for you to become knowledgeable, but you must in 2020 become knowledgeable about what's happening out there uh, because it's very important, especially now, as Robert says, this has never happened before. Once you become knowledgeable, then you're going to say, oh my God, then you're going to get worried. Then you're going to get extremely worried. And once you get extremely worried, then you will start to prepare and get ready. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a viewpoints and just off the cliff, have prompt Jim. What's your view on China? What, what state are they in right now? Well, China's having its, its worst economic problem in decades, as a matter of fact. For all the reasons we know, the Chinese are doing a less bad job. They've certainly, if we can believe the numbers, contained the virus less badly than anybody else. They still have interest rates, Robert. I mean, they didn't go nuts yet anyway. There are proper interest rates in China. Yes, they're spending money on infrastructure, but not like other countries in the world, not like Japan or the U.S. or other places. The Chinese, for whatever reason, are still somewhat constrained and moderate. Now, that gives them a lot more firepower if they ever want to use it. I hope they don't. 
But so far, I mean, the Japanese market's down 60%. They're doing a less bad job. As I said, I bought some Japanese shares yesterday, uh, and I'm looking for more. The market's down 60%. I prefer to buy places that are down, not places that are up. So, and then what's happening with Russia? Well, Russia's hated, as you know, everybody. <laughs> if you can spell Russia, people leave the room. They don't want to talk to you. Because, oh, my gosh. I had to talk to a friend this morning, and I was telling him about something exciting happening in Russia. He starts talking to me about the Cold War. You know, he, he's, he's old. He's in his 50s or 60s. And he's, he still remembers the Cold War, and he can't get over that Russia's changed. Uh, Russia's been a disaster. It's hated. It's got huge natural resources. It's not a big debtor. Nobody would lend money to the communists, so the so the Russians don't have huge debts like other countries uh, in the world, Japan, America, England, other places. So there are opportunities there. I see change, positive change taking place. So I, I bought some more Russian shares yesterday. Okay. And then what do you think about this Saudi Arabia, Russia, I don't know. I have no idea what happened there, but something happened. <clears throat> well, it doesn't matter what happened. Uh, we know the results. Results are that oil is twenty dollars or fifteen dollars or whatever it is, which is very bad for Saudi Arabia. Uh, they have, I mean, they've been spending staggering amounts of money to keep themselves in power. This is really going to hit them bad. It's certainly not helping the Russians, um, but the Russians have other things. The Russians have agriculture is booming in Russia. You know, Mr. Trump put uh, sanctions on Russia two or three years ago. Every day, Russian farmers wake up and say, thank you, Mr. Trump. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> Trump. You know, Russian agriculture is booming because of these sanctions, which are designed to hurt the Russians. So and the Russians have a lot of other things besides oil. So they're not getting hurt. In fact, they're being helped in some parts of their economy. So I, as I look around the world, I try to find places where maybe something will survive all this. I'm not buying anything in a big way, Robert. I told you before that I expect the rally to go on for a while. But eventually, this is not over because the huge huge structural damage is being done to the world economy. I mean, and by the way, the, the collapse in the price of oil helps places like China, Japan, Korea, Germany, you know, people who use oil, they wake up every day and say, oh my God, look at this. This is wonderful. Doesn't help Saudi Arabia, doesn't help Texas, but it certainly helps some people. And then how about England or the UK? Well, uh, I have fond, fond memories of the UK, but unfortunately, the UK has built up huge debts, just unbelievable debts. Um, the country may disintegrate. The Scots now want to leave. They see the success that Britain had leaving the EU. Now the Scots may try again. Uh, there's a good chance that the UK is going to split up. You know, the UK's only been around a couple of hundred years as the United Kingdom. It, wasn't, it didn't come down from Mount Sinai or something, and it could split up again. And then they don't have much to sell. The Scots will take the oil, what oil is left. Uh, the, the English don't have much to sell to the world. Then the Northern Irish will leave, you know, because the 
island of, of Ireland, the island of Ireland, you know, 100 years ago, they all hated each other because of religion. Well, that's not so important anymore. And they're now friendlier and friendlier. So the Northern Irish may leave, too. I hate to say it, but, you know, history doesn't stop because I love the UK. <laughs> history doesn't <laughs> care what I love. And then what about Germany? Well, I said before, you know, that even German cities now, some of them have big debt problems. I guess of all the European countries, it is still among the, the least unsound. Uh, Merkel knows she needs immigrants. She needs workers. She needs young people. And so she let immigrants come in. Germany is probably less unsound. I have to think about this. It's certainly less unsound than many countries in Europe now. But, I mean, Robert... I'm going to say, look out the window. You can't see Europe, but but if you could, you will see most of those countries have serious problems now. No, the world is in the middle of huge, huge change, but that's always been the case. We just have to learn to recognize it and adapt. And what about Canada? Ah, uh, Canada. Well, Canada, that's, that's a very interesting question. That's very good. I should think more about it. But, you know, Canada has vast natural resources. They have debt, but nothing like some other places. They are receptive to immigrants. And immigrants have always been good for a country. They bring in new energy, new brains, new ways to think about things, new capital. Uh, that's why America became great. You know, 100 years ago, 150 years ago, we gave people land if they would come to America. We gave it. We begged people to come to America and we became the most successful country in the world. Countries that have brought in immigrants throughout history have done well and countries that have closed off have gone into decline, whether we like it or not. History is pretty clear about that. Canada likes immigrants. They have plenty of room for immigrants. They have huge natural resources. So I guess I should be looking closer at Canada now. Okay. And I haven't looked at Canada in a while. So thank you. Thank you. See, I told you, Robert, you should listen to the Rich Dad radio show. <laughs> you're, so, you're such a carrot. What about our southern NAFTA partner, Mexico? Well, Mexico has a huge reliance on oil. They don't publicize it a lot. Their population has grown, continues to grow a lot. They have, I, I don't know the current numbers, but say 40% of the budget depends on the price of oil. The price of, you know what's happened, the price of oil. The, the price of oil has collapsed, so Mexico is probably going to have some more serious problems going forward. Uh, it's not often thought of as an oil economy, but a huge part of the government revenue depends on the price of oil and the population that continues to go up. So I am, of the two you mentioned, Canada and Mexico, I would urge you to look at Canada instead of Mexico in the future, at least at, 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 in spring of 2020. Okay. And our friends in Australia and New Zealand, do you ever pay attention out there? Oh, yeah. No, no. I was just in Australia, as a matter of fact. Not that that matters for anything. They have natural resources, too. Uh, the Australians call themselves the lucky country, but they've, they they have worse politicians than we do, Robert. <laughs> I know that's hard to believe, isn't it? That anybody could have worse politicians than we do. But no, they're running, they have run and are continuing to run up huge debts there. Uh, they're cutting back on immigration. For a while, the immigration helped them a great deal. Uh, 
I, I should, I guess New Zealand is probably a better place to look, um, but New Zealand only has 5 million people. I mean, it's only so much. It's got 5 million people and 60 million sheep. So you can look at New Zealand and it's a wonderful, wonderful place, yeah. but I wouldn't go putting all of my money into New Zealand. Okay. And then my final, is, is this kind of a, a demographic question? You know, this thing called the baby boomers are starting to retire. And do you pay much attention to that? You know, with the uh, pensions, you know, like Kentucky where McConnell is from, they went single digits. In other words, they, they had 16% funded. They're now down to 9%. And so when McConnell mentioned bankruptcy, then the Democrats took off saying, well, you're not going to take away the firefighters, police officers, and uh, school teachers' pensions. Have, do you pay much attention? Because on a global scale, again, that's the reason we want to talk to you on the global scale, between 2020 and 2030, approximately 2 billion people will hit quote unquote retirement age. And uh, do you pay much attention to that? If the 401k stop working and stuff like this? Robert, we have to, uh, I mentioned Japan before the population has been declining for 10 years and the debt has been skyrocketing for 30 years. No, Japan has got serious, serious problems. I'll, I'll use, we'll start with, with other people first, you know, many European countries, uh, there, there are demonstrations every month in some European countries because all the old people have been promised a lot 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 20 years ago. The politicians gave, promised them everything. Well, now those old people are getting old and they expect what they were promised. But most European countries don't have what they promised. Italy, France, etc. They don't have it. So, no, we're getting more and more problems. I'll now to the U.S., the state of Illinois is bankrupt because of its pensions, not just Illinois, Connecticut. I mean, I, you know, when I was a kid, Connecticut was just as sound as it could possibly be. Now it's essentially bankrupt. But you can, I don't have to, I mean, you know the names, California, Illinois, you just mentioned Kentucky. There are many that are essentially bankrupt now. And how is this going to wind up? Well, the old people are not going to be happy. And the old people vote, but their sons and daughters aren't going to be happy either because, you know, they got to take care of their grandparents and their parents. No, no, no. This is, I said before, in 1920, the UK was the richest, most powerful country in the world. And then a lot of accumulated problems started hitting. And they started spending money and et cetera, et cetera. And you know the rest of that story. Uh, I mean, I don't like saying it, Robert, but I, I, if I ignore facts, if we all ignore facts, we're going to be in serious trouble. Asia has a less bad situation than the rest of us because they don't have the huge debts. Japan does, but most Asian countries don't have the gigantic debts that the West does. Some parts of Asia have a demographic problem, yes. But unfortunately, the worst demographic problem is in Europe and Japan. So we can watch and learn from, I mean, what's happening in Japan? Robert, I want to repeat, for 10 years, the population has been declining. That's never happened in recorded history. Uh, so we, the whole world has this big demographic time bomb facing it. And there's a lot of debt. It's a good thing we're not 22, Robert. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
I feel sorry for young people. I feel sorry for my children. But wow, you know, it's going to be a mess in 20 years, 30 years. Yeah. Well, anyway, my friend, I really thank you for your wisdom and your insights and your uh, continuing encouragement for people to move forward, look forward. So you, you take care. I told you, Robert, just listen to, to Robert and you'll find out. <laughs> you can give us all hot tips, but do not listen to hot tips. I don't listen Stay to hot tips. Stay with what you know. Stay with what you know. Not even Robert's hot tips. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, my friend. You take care.